Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Jessica Baziak. So thank you so much. Baziak. Baziak. She did good. I think it was okay. It was acceptable. It was acceptable. <sighs> Better than how we, we had to ask Jessica for a phonetically dude spe- a phonetically spelled version of her last name, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So today we will be discussing chapter four of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets at Flourish and Blots. So make sure you have read this very detailed chapter and you're ready to dive in. But before we begin, let's get some weekly profit news. Megan! <laughs> First of all, this is a really long chapter. It is. And second of all, I have more so a... It's just kind of like a fun weekly profit. They're all fun. They are, but this one like isn't really <laughs> necessarily extremely informative, like news in the wizarding world, but just fun. Okay. Bring on the so, fun. Give me the fun. Guys... <laughs> Starbucks has secret Harry Potter drinks, and they look amazing. I have to click your link. I clicked it already. I hope so. You're doing the profit. So I have ordered the Butterbeer Frap. It's delish. How do you order it? It shouldn't be a frap. I know. Yeah, no kidding. I think you can 
I have think them make it warm. I agree. You just you know how they have those like vanilla steamers where there's no coffee in it. It's just like steamed yeah. milk with vanilla flavor. Yeah. No. I think that you use that as a base instead of the <laughs> vanilla bean frappuccino as that a base. Makes sense. That hmm. makes sense. And then it's the warm version. So what do you have to say to get this? Do you just have to say Akio Butterbeer? <laughs> yes. I'm sure most <laughs> places will know, but they probably find that annoying, I would guess. <laughs> what if they don't know? Uh, well, then you have to know the formula, God, which it is looks so good. Oh, look at this girl got a warm version. Yep. Where? Doing Scrolling. It. Hey, Meg, remember when I went upstairs to get you a drink and you told me that you would buy me a coffee in the This world? is it. You this want is this. it. Yep. Uh, so it has to it. be, I believe, <laughs> during a certain time of year, only when they have toffee nut syrup. I, I guess they don't have toffee nut syrup year round. Is that like a Christmas thing then? I would assume winter Christmas, but maybe like wintery, like they should have it now still, I would think. So you ask for two shots of espresso, two pumps of caramel syrup, three pumps of toffee nut syrup, and three pumps of cinnamon dolce syrup in whole milk. Holy sweet. Is that like the Trento side? Your teeth will fall out. (laughs) Well, butterbeer is sweet. It is sweet. Add whipped cream and the caramel crumbs on top. And that is the butterbeer latte, a.k.a. Oh, no, there is coffee in it. Yeah, you do put espresso. Okay. You so that's how you order the what? latte. To order a butterbeer frappuccino, you ask for a cream frappuccino mm. with three pumps of caramel and three pumps of toffee nut with a dusting of cinnamon. And then it says January diet. What January diet? I don't know. I that, ain't got one. That latte makes me feel like I'd be awake for three days. I agree. It's a lot of sugar, but or I bet you it tastes seven. delish. Or seven. Yeah. <laughs> All three is magical. Also. Yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe 19, 12. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, this sounds good, obviously. It's very sugary, but it looks amazing. Super yummy. But you know what? How sugary is the Butterbeer Universal? It's got to be sugary. So, I couldn't even drink a full one. That's how sugary it was. Oh, man. I I will say, though, you (laughs) had the regular because we just wanted, I think you just wanted both. Did you? Yeah, I tried the frozen. Did and you then like the, the frozen better? Because I yes. like the frozen much better. The frozen was better, and I think that it's because in your head, yeah. something that sweet should be like ice creamy, you know. And the frozen butterbeer has more of a consistency of like a milkshake kind of than the original butterbeer, which is just like pop with cream, yeah. you know. The pop one is too sweet, but when that is in the form of a slushy, it's better. I do like the frozen butterbeer better than the pop, but nothing will beat the hot. Hot. Nope. Nope. It's the best. And I love that they do the celebration of Harry Potter in January because the hot butterbeer is available. That's all I'm thinking about. I'm seriously probably going to have like five. I know. Me too. I wish I could try it, but maybe I'll try this. I'd bring some home for you if I could. espresso though. Two shots? Oh. What's wrong with two shots? Pregnant people? Well, okay. <laughs> in July, go get it. Well. Oh, well, they might not have toffee nut. You might have to wait until next summer, next uh, winter. Get it without the coffee. It would probably still taste Do amazing. Do the Frappuccino. It doesn't have coffee in it. Espresso is still... Alive. No, there's no espresso in the Frappuccino. Hmm. I don't know. The more you know. I'm just looking. Uh, if you post this, people got to be careful. There's like... Not good ads on the side. Yeah, the ads are kind of iffy. A little racy. But they are like, <laughs> they like change for everybody. Oh yeah, there's a butt. There's there's three. 
<laughs> so I'm going to click out of that. Cheeky Globetrotters. Cheeky Globetrotters. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well. Just stick to the article. Don't look around. Right. Yep. Steer clear of the ads. Anyways. Anyway, it's time for the recap. So last time, Harry was saved from the Dursleys thanks to Ron and the twins. Yay. We traveled to the borough, the Weasleys' home, and we got our first real look at a wizarding household. Gnomes are not fat little Santa Clauses. They're, nope. like, they're like lumpy potatoes. And Mr. and Mrs. Weasley showed us the greatest marital argument of all time. Praise. <laughs> <laughs> That's my recap. So summary for this next chapter we're about to dive into. Harry describes life at the borough as different as possible from life on Privet Drive. Mr. Weasley is constantly asking Harry all about muggle stuff. There's a ghoul in the attic. Fred and George have explosions coming from their room all the time. They coordinate to meet up with Hermione in Diagon Alley. Harry travels by flu powder for the first time, and not very well, might I add. He found himself in Nocturne Alley, but is thankfully saved by Hagrid. In Flourish and Blots, they meet Gilderoy Lockhart, who we find out is taking up the post of Defense Against the Dark Arts at Hogwarts this year. And Mr. Weasley goes totally B.A. and gives Lucius Malfoy a black eye. So clutch. Mm-hmm. So clutch. Yay, Arthur. He's just so great. Arthur, Arthur, yeah, turn Arthur. Turn this down. Watch, man. I, I need another gummy bear. You notice how she didn't even ask? Yeah, that's rude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. We'll wait for you to be done that with the crinkle bag, bag. out of here. Not showing you what colors I got. If there's a clear one in there, I will smack there you. There is no clear. no clear. All right. I got orange, yellow, and green. Your three least favorite. Don't I'm you, serious. Don't there's you no chew into that mic. <laughs> <laughs> we love each other I'm here. Don't sorry, worry about it. Mom. Sorry, Mom. Okay. You ready? Ready to start this chapter? Go yes. for it. Here it is. We begin with Harry. <laughs> no, just... But truly, he is living the dream at the borough. Mm-hmm. And I want to make a note of this. This is where we see Harry having a normal type childhood, being loved and cared for unconditionally, and where he's not got a care in the world. Because right now, in this point in time, Voldemort who? Right. Yep. He truly is happy right now. With not a care. Mm-hmm. I love the description of like how his life is there too. Yes. It's what it would have been, mm-hmm. I would assume, yes. with Lily and James. That's so sad. So I just want to point that out, that Harry, is he's really happy. Um, and he goes into comparing the burrow with the Dursleys, and he says the burrow is full of magic and the unexpected, which is completely opposite of the Dursleys' house. Like, could that be... Any more true. true. Mm-hmm. Like they are polar opposites. And I love that there is a mirror in the house and that it told Harry to tuck in his shirt. Scruffy. <laughs> <laughs> I want a mirror like that. There's a mirror that talks to you at Diagon Alley. I looked in that mirror. Mm-hmm. At Madame Malkin's. I can't remember. I think it was telling me I was looking good or something like that. It was that. like, you look gorgeous today. <laughs> and then we also find out the page is marked. About a ghoul. 
So this ghoul lives in the attic. It's like a family ghoul. And whenever it gets a little too quiet, it howls and drops pipes. And so I just want to kind of go into a little bit about ghouls. So I looked it up on Pottermore. And a ghoul is a slimy, buck-toothed creature that generally resides in wizard dwellings. They eat spiders and moths. Oh, they're friends to me. They are friends to Katie. And we know that there's a book called Gadding with Ghouls by Mr. Lockhart. Um, A ghoul comes in clutch in Deathly Hallows. Oh, yes. (laughs) This specific ghoul, in Mm -hmm. fact. Mm Mm-hmm. And it says, well, let me just go into Fantastic Beasts. So we have the book in front of us here. This particular ghoul is in some striped pajamas. I wonder why. Ooh. This book is massive. Yes. So the classification is the double X by the Ministry of Magic. I can't remember actually remember what that means, but it's not bad. It's like it's not low. very yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's low. The ghoul, though ugly, is not particularly dangerous creature. It resembles a somewhat slimy bucktooth ogre and generally resides in attics or ba- barns belonging to wizards, where it eats spiders and moths. It moans and occasionally throws objects around, but is essentially simple-minded and will, at worst, growl alarmingly at anyone who stumbles across it. A ghoul task force exists at the Department for, of, for the Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures to remove ghouls from dwellings that have passed into muggle hands, but in wizarding mm-hmm. families, the ghoul often becomes a talking point or even a family pet. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't know that. The ghoul. The ghoul. And um, the fact file on a ghoul, for or from Pottermore, rather, is like a slimy bucktooth ogre. Magic abilities. None to speak of. <laughs> Just throwing pipes. Dangers could growl alarmingly at someone. And typical habits. Habitats. Sorry, habits. <laughs> <laughs> habits are growling. Attics or barns. And we know this one lives in the attic. So I just thought that was interesting that we can look up and find a little bit more about these magical creatures. I also like that it's considered a beast because in my head it's kind of like a ghost almost. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, which I guess, I don't know. But a little more solid. Yeah. 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 Because whenever I would think kind of like a poltergeist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how solid it would be. But like, I don't know why I thought that way. Yeah, me either. I guess and now our minds have been opened. True. Expanded. Yep. Ghouls. Mm-hmm. You watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Charlie loves ghouls. <laughs> I watch that sometimes. God, I love that show. So good. All right, moving on. Throughout Harry's time at the borough, everyone seemed to be enjoying having him around, which is completely different than Privet Drive. Yep. He had to pretend he didn't exist there. Yeah, and he would even like, I don't know. I feel like maybe he would get like in trouble would, or make conversation just to be talked to. Yeah. Yeah. Or he like when he would try and go downstairs when they were sleeping or whatever to, well, before he got locked up, mm-hmm. but he would like go down there to enjoy his own time mm-hmm. when nobody else was there. Was it in the last book that they said he would like play, play Dudley's video games or like watch whatever he wanted on TV when they left the house and mm-hmm. stuff like, so he could yeah. be somewhat 
normal. And so Molly treated him like one of her own right off the bat. And I honestly can't say enough about Molly Weasley. She is a stand-up gal. She reminds me very much of my mom. I could see that. Just taking care of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, Katie lived with us very early on. Like, the senior year of high school, she kind of just moved in. Mm -hmm. And it's like... Obviously, it is a lot for my mom, but like my mom welcomed it. You I know? was invited it, to be. It wasn't right. Like, it wasn't like she just showed up and was like, "I'm staying." Like my mom, like pushed it. Like no, like we want you to. It's fine. Yeah. Um. So it just rem- she just reminds me very much of my mom. The same type of personality. The same type of caring and a true mothering mother. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's a great person. I um, love her. I do too. And um, so Arthur would also ask him about Muggle stuff, like plugs and the post. <laughs> so Just cute. like plugs. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. And he's I like mean, fascinated by it. Yes. It's so cute. I guess I can semi understand it a little bit. I mean, like, I guess I've never really like taken a step back and cared all that much about how things like that work. Yeah. But maybe we should. But it is interesting. I mean, like, people go into electrical engineering for a reason because they find it interesting. I just like that it works. I just want to plug stuff in, man. Yep. (laughs) But I get his fascinations. It's cute. It is. And so the letters for school arrived one sunny morning at breakfast, and Jenny was being her typical mess around Harry. Little Jenny. She's just something else. Putting her elbow in the butter. I love her arc, though. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And so the letters that arrive from Hogwarts are yellowish parchment with green ink. And then I pulled this quote because it says, Dumbledore already knows you're here, Harry. Doesn't miss a trick, that man. So I'm going to move to my lightning bolt question because I want to ask this whoa, right now. Whoa. 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 You're really Early. jumping ahead here. Well, you can't control me because I am <laughs> uncontrollable. <laughs> Where's You're a five question? X classification in Fantastic. You, ha- I'm a six. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, a seven. Well, I'm a seven. Oh, sorry, I beat you to it. I just wonder about that quote, and I wonder about the letters at Hogwarts. They're signed from McGonagall, correct? Yes. Now, I wanted to know: Did Dumbledore inform McGonagall about Harry changing locations, or is this left to owls? Because I have I have a couple of other questions in regards to this, and I'm also asking: Is Harry different because of Lily's protection? So can only certain letters find him, like letters from those people who wish him no ill will. And does Harry? Yeah, because does Dumbled- you would assume that like people would want to write to him because he's the boy who lived, right? Correct. Good or bad. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder, does Dumbledore take a special interest in where Harry's letter goes? This in particular one, or is it is it the owls and Lily's protection? So they can like kind of like think of it as like a shield kind of barrier. I if would you will. think that it's owls because like. I always think of when Harry, he writes to Sirius. Right. That's what I was going to say. Like, Harry never knows where Sirius is at mm-hmm. in the later books, but Hedwig is always able to find him mm-hmm. or whatever owl he is using. 
Because mm-hmm. eventually Sirius tells him to stop using Hedwig. But he says Dumbledore doesn't mistrick that man. So it makes me think that Dumbledore it takes has a something to do special with interest in Harry's. Well, Dumbledore was very controlling in all other aspects of Harry's life. I mean, I mean he hand delivered him. Right. The handwritten letter. Right. He controlled that every summer he had to at least go there to call it home. Right. Remember my last. Maybe that's why he does know that Harry moved. Because he probably has to keep tabs on him somehow to make sure he's still safe and at the Dursleys. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, whoa, where'd he go? Okay, okay I have to add okay. protection to the Weasley's house. Yeah. Or maybe. he has to give like special clearance for owls or something. I just don't know. I just thought it was interesting. So I just want, I just wanted to... That is interesting because, like, you know, if you think about it in the real world, like celebrities, for example, a lot of celebrities will have P.O. boxes or their letters will go to their, like, personal assistant or something. Right. Yeah. So, like, Harry doesn't have that, but he is famous. He is a celebrity, really. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I wonder if they just, like, filter mail differently in the wizarding world. It's possible. Just wondering, because he doesn't need anybody sending him like a hate mail, sugar tongs that'll clip to his nose or something. <laughs> See a previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and of course, I have a read from chapter that I didn't pull up. <laughs> did I Tiffany. not call that out? Yes, I did. I called that out last time. That's okay. But you know, I don't think it's very far into the chapter, though. No, no, you can find it fast. <laughs> But when your Kindle doesn't want to click go to the next chapter, Kindle. it poses a problem. There we go. Gosh darn you, Kindle. We love to be annoyed by you. Okay, here we go. Woo. So we get our new book list, right? Yes. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm so ready. Okay. Second year students will require standard book of spells grade two. By Miranda Goshawk. Okay, we knew that lady. Break with a Banshee by Mr. Lockhart. Gadding with Ghouls by Mr. Lockhart. Holidays with Hags by Mr. Lockhart. Travels with Trolls by Mr. Lockhart. Voyages with Vampires by Mr. Lockhart. Wanderings with Werewolves by Mr. Lockhart. And to my favorite book, Year with a Yeti by Lockhart. Now... Is that all the books? Where's potions? Where's transfiguration? Know. We talked about this a little bit. What are we doing? Meg, you had a good idea when we mentioned this. Do you remember what you said? Yes. <laughs> I, think, I think that I was going to look up. I did look it up. The first year. It doesn't say first year. Okay. It says okay. beginners. First year. Because I wondered where potions was, where's transfiguration, are you still using history of magic? I would think, honestly, history of magic would probably be like covers all seven years. Across the board. Oh, yes. How big is that book? I That's bet a it's a big huge. ace book. Um, so yeah, like it clearly states that the book of spells is grade one, grade two, grade three as they go on. Yeah. Um, but magical theory... I would assume that they could probably use that for a couple of years. History of Magic, I would assume they, they use all years. A Beginner's Guide to Transfiguration, I think that that They're could go through, too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, magical drafts and potions, there's absolutely no, I mean, like, who knows? Yeah. And not only that, but, like, learning a potion takes much longer than learning a chapter, you know? Learning how to brew it, what the ingredients mean, all that kind of stuff. Like, how so much more it, goes into it. Spells that go with it. So I would assume that potions is a little bit more of, like, a slow learning subject. Okay. So I would think that that definitely carries over. A thousand magical herbs and fungi. There's a thousand of them in there. How many can you cover in one year, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> is that not accurate? <laughs> and then Fantastic Beasts. Why is that a requirement for first years? I don't know why. I'm That's just thinking good of this question. now. Oh, wait. No. No. It's not oh. a first oh. year book. They've, You're right. They've compiled all these together. Okay. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I think that that is my theory, and I think that it makes sense that a lot of these books transfer over for at least a couple of years. Obviously, not all of them will transfer for all seven years, because, like, once you get to OWL level... Oh, I was like, what are you reading that for? <laughs> once you get to, like, OWLs and NEWTs... Like, advanced. Right. And, like, not everybody takes the same subjects once you get to those grades. True. So it kind of breaks off then. But I think that the first two years are very standardized. Got you. I would agree with that. And the only reason, really, I would assume that The Dark Forces, A Guide to Self-Protection, changes from that to all of these Lockhart books is because Lockhart is a jerk and wants to self-promote himself and make every student at Hogwarts buy every single one of his books. And so that, that actually led into my other question. How is it okay to assign this many books to one subject? And I've got to figure... Ain't nobody else want this job. Yep. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's <laughs> obvious that it's cursed. I love the theory that Voldemort cursed it. Yeah. So do I. It makes sense. I don't it know fits how, so I don't well. know how you would do it, but he could do oh, it. Oh, he could, if anyone's going to do it. If he's flying around, like, <laughs> you know, nobody's business. He's cursing jobs. Yeah. Anyways. And, and, and just in one foul swoop, Lockhart created such an instant strain on the Weasley family. Yeah. I mean, think about how much do you think one of his books If were? I was Fred and it's George. It's not cheap. Right. I would share a set, to be completely What'd honest. What'd you say? Oh, I bet they do. Fred and George. Oh. oh I would yeah. share a set. I mean, they're in the same year. Right. I bet they do. Harry helps them out a little bit by giving Ginny his. They probably don't even read their books. Yeah, that's true. I mean that with all the love and the so, world. So like, where's that Hogwarts fun? So y'all? it's mm-hmm. nice because it goes from having to buy five to potentially just three, but still, three sets of a bananas. How many books are there? Count them. Are there seven Lockhart's? Yeah, I don't think there's seven Lockhart's. There are nine, four, five, six, seven. <gasps> there are seven. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, so right there, <laughs> seven, fourteen, twenty-one. All right, we're not doing math. 28, 35, 35 books the Weasleys have to buy. Oh, yeah. Just for just for one just subject. Just for defense against the dark arts. If they money, buy money, five money. sets. <clears throat> Which, thankfully, at the most, they have to buy four, thanks to Harry. Because right. he gives his to Jenny. Still. Dude. That's crazy. That's an... It's an insane amount of books. And it's a bunch of crap, so what a waste of money. <clears throat> well, Molly The stories aren't so. crap. That's yeah, true. That's true. But just the name that's attached to them. That's the total crap. Total. Total crap. Total crap. 
All right. I like <laughs> wanderings with werewolves. Mm-hmm. Dude, too. I just think yetis are hilarious. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a movie coming out about the abominable snowman Is like next really? year. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an animated thing. Oh, we have to go see yeah. it. I just think they're funny. I don't know. I like Expedition Everest at Animal Kingdom. You go through it's Everest. Great. <laughs> it has to do with the Yeti. It does. It really does. It was just so I like. <laughs> you get chased by the Yeti <clears throat> around Mount Everest. This is totally side note, but there's like an ad out for, or like not an ad, a commercial out for the new X Files that's coming out, and she's like something like, "Where have you been?" He's like squatching. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And it kills me every time. I don't watch the X-Files, but I would for that. All right. Have you ever seen Trailer Park Boys? No. <laughs> they call... They call the... <laughs> Sasquatch. Squash? Sasquatch. Squatch. Sasquatch. They call it a Sam Squanch. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Sam Squanch. <laughs> oh, Sam Squitches. Oh, funny. They sound story. delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so, um, you know, if we know anything about the price of textbooks as three people who have gone through and graduated from college, it is no small feat to pay for those suckers. So I imagine it's probably just the same. I'm just saying I only bought books my freshman year. (laughs) Dang, Rebel. Well, then I started to buy, like, old editions off Amazon. (laughs) And I would just be off a couple pages, but I'd find the info and it's do all good. Do wizards have an Amazon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They do have second price like bookstores because I think that they did end up going there for yeah. Ginny for some stuff. They good. Did. Yeah. Good. They need it. Why not? You know? Yeah. Um. So we get these letters from Errol, right? And if we've any- learned anything from these chapters, it's that Errol should retire. Yes. Dude cannot hang. I know. When you're Poor described Errol. as a, a duster, a feather duster, <laughs> you need to retire. Dude. You're old. He needs to. And so he delivers Hermione's letter. And so thought I'd read that. Do you have it pulled up? Tiffany, go you. Dude. Good job. Thanks. I had to get at least like one. So it says, dear Ron and Harry, if you're there. I hope everything went all right and that Harry is okay and that you didn't do anything illegal to get him out, Ron, because that would get Harry into trouble, too. Thank you, Hermione. Mm -hmm. Oh, this year will change you. (laughs) (laughs) I've been really worried. And if Harry is all right, will you please let me know at once? But perhaps it would be better if you used a different owl, because I think another delivery might finish your one off. Poor Errol. Poor Errol. Jeez. I'm very busy with schoolwork, of course. How can she be, said Ron in horror. We're on vacation. (laughs) And we're going to London next Wednesday to buy my new books. Why don't we meet in Diagon Alley? Let me know what's happening as soon as you can. Love from Hermione. And here is Fozzie Bear. But she's been studying. Ron is shocked. She's not studying. She's memorizing Lockhart's, Lockhart's books. books. <laughs> she's infatuated with that gleaming smile on the front cover. Quick, what's his favorite color? Lilac. A beautiful shade. It's a form of purple. Mm-hmm. Look at that bear chew that bone. All right. Sorry, I was talking to the dog. Anyways, that brings us to our next section. And it's green. Man, yeah. 
Katie did it. (laughs) (laughs) So, after reading Hermione's letter, the Weasleys and Harry decide to go and play Quidditch in a small paddock owned by the Weasleys. I looked up what that was because I didn't know. Really? And actually, there's like two definitions, and it confused me because it makes more sense for the like U.S. Uh, Canada definition, a paddock is a small enclosure used to keep horses. Okay. And that makes sense to what they were doing. But when I looked up like the English definition of paddock, it was like, had to do with like horse racing. And I'm like, I wonder if they changed that word in our book to actually match the U.S. definition. Because it makes more sense for it to be like a field where horses are kept, you know? Could be. Yeah. Well, the only thing that the only reason why I knew what paddock meant was because of Jurassic Park. Yeah, that's true. They're approaching the Tyrannosaur paddock. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I just love Jurassic Park. Um, So Harry, Ron, Fred, and George go and play Quidditch. Why didn't they invite Jenny? They have to know that she Honestly, she would fall off a broom if she was around Harry. I guess that's true. Maybe they did ask her, but they didn't say. It's to save her life. Yeah. (laughs) Putting elbows in butter dishes. She can't hang. She can't hang on a broom next to Harry. <laughs> so the paddock was surrounded by trees that blocked it from the view of the village below. And that's why they were able to practice there as long as they flew low. Um, and they used apples to catch instead of real Quidditch balls because, as it stated in the book, could you imagine if the balls got loose and like went into the village? They'd be in trouble. I would love to see Bludgers escape. Oh, my I want to know, though, what, why they couldn't have a real quaffle. I mean, the only thing that's enchanted on a quaffle is a sticking charm. Yeah, true. I don't know. Or gripping charm. So, I don't know. That was weird. But. Maybe they didn't have one, though. True. Yeah. Ron has an old shooting star. Best line. And it apparently didn't even fly past the butterflies in the field. <laughs> Got outstripped by butterflies. Why would you even bother flying it? You could run faster. <sighs> Poor Ron. Well, you can't, can't run in the air. It's true. Unless you're I can't wait for him to get his, uh, <laughs> what is the room that he gets? Comet 260. Comet 260. Comet 260. Um, they had invited Percy to play, but he was too busy. Being a creep in his room. They say that he got, <laughs> he got his OWL results and hardly gloated. Mm, and he got 12 of them. this this is the first mention of owls yes but we have a while before we hear about them again ordinary Ordinary wizarding wizarding levels high five across the room (laughs) but that's not a megan's business (laughs) so um then they after they're done playing quidditch or maybe it's during i can't remember give it to me when they're discussing how they don't know how mom and dad are going to afford all these books. I, I think, think it's, it's after, after Quidditch. Yeah. So yeah, they're talking about how they don't think that mom and dad are going to be able to afford all of the school books this year. Five sets of Lockhart books and Ginny needs all of her first year essentials on top of it, such as robes, a wand, cauldron set, how all that jazz. One standard I mean, pewter cauldron. <laughs> yep. But like how much of that can she get hand-me-down? Because I mean like a robe is a the robe. The robes, she did get hand-me-down robes. Yeah. There was um, another second. Can't do, you can't do. They got her a wand. Yeah, why didn't they get oh. Ron a wand? Suck it. Well, Ron. you know, she's Poor the only girl. The girl. <laughs> yep. um, well, they didn't have any extras, probably. That's true. At that point, yeah. yeah. Um, this made Harry feel awkward. 
I don't blame him. I mean, I'm sure that he like wants to help, but at the same time, do you really want to offer like your best friends? They parents? would straight up say no. Oh, right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but he ends up helping in his own way by giving them that set of books that he gets for free. Cause like he and doesn't need a set of books for free. Yeah. You know, he and can afford it. Later on, helping friend George with the, the, Definitely. Tath, the, the Triwizard winnings. Yeah. That's how they open their shop. Um, so as stated in Hermione's letter, the next Wednesday they all woke up and were heading to Diagon Alley. And this is where we see flu powder for the first time. Hello, flu. Um, shout out to our listeners who pointed out the meaning. Yes. Or like double meaning, I guess, of the word flu powder because I did not make that connection. I don't know if I did or not. But I it, didn't. But it just makes sense. So like perfect. I know, I knew what a flu was. Me too, but I didn't. Because of the Grinch. I didn't make the connection. Like I know what it is, but right. I just read it. I was like, oh, it's called flu powder. And like <laughs> nocturne alley. Nocturnally. It's dark. Mm-hmm. Diagon Alley. Diagonally. Diagonally. So yeah, I love Don't her. Say it like I that. love her plays on words. <laughs> yes. Um, she is queen. Obviously. So Mr. and Mrs. Weasley are shocked to discover that Harry has never used flu powder before. I don't know why they would be shocked to discover that. Those are muggles. <laughs> was he traveling by a flu powder for? No. Um, but Mr. Weasley was extremely excited when he found out that last year Harry used the underground to mm. get to Diagon Alley, and he asked about the escapators. Those like freaky escapators. All his words are like in italics, and I just yeah. picture the most excitement coming out of He's his like, mouth. Escapators? Yes. <laughs> also, um, they were probably shocked because, I just thought of this, because they assumed he'd traveled that way there last year. But Harry's an exception and got picked up by Hagrid. Right. So they probably were just like... Yeah, like, I wonder how Hermione and her parents get there. Do they, like, drive to London and then just go through the three broomsticks? I mean, like, he called her? That's London. I think so, actually. That would be... I mean, how else are you going to get there? I think in one of the books, I don't know which one, but they say when they meet up with Hermione, she, like, leaves through the leaky cauldron. I think that might be this one. That might be this one. It might be this chapter. We shall see. Yep. We shall see. Um, so, movieism. Do it. How flu powder is used is very different in the movies as it is to the books. Know what I mean? Did you catch this? No. So, in the movies, they take a handful of flu powder, mm-hmm. step into the fire, and just oh, throw right. it down. Yeah. Yeah, burst throw it. And it, like, yeah, it's like a burst of flame and they disappear. Whereas, what I like better in the book, you light a fire, you take the powder, you drop it in the fire, it turns green. You have to change your flames. Mm-hmm. And then you step into the fire. Which does not burn you and just feels warm and like a tickling sensation. Which is what the witches did when they were trying to be burned. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I liked that little connection. Um, And then you just say where you want to go. Can I recount that? Yeah. Witches were not trying to be burned. (laughs) 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 We undermined what When they were being burned at the stake, they would put the charm on them for the tickling sensation. Yes. Okay. So I got what you meant. Just you know, clarify. (laughs) Um, So they then start kind of confusing Harry a little bit because they're bombarding him with all of these things that he has to do leading up to saying what he needs to say. Yeah. So they say, "Be sure to get out at the right grate," and he's like, "What? Mm -hmm. How will I know?" 
the entire network is connected, which I think is pretty cool. Yep. Um, so how does this is just like a little me going off on a little rant. Like, how does that work with security and stuff? Like, that sounds interesting. You know, who's connected? How can anybody get out at any grate? So like could anybody just get out at the Weasley's house on the flu network? You know what I mean? I would think so, actually. And all I think of is all the fireplaces lined up at the ministry. Right. So I think you say you're great, and then you have to see it, and then you go into it. That's mm. oh, it's in my head. That makes sense. But I'm sure that there's a way to close it off, too. Obviously. Oh, oh, I'm oh, sure. Yeah, because yeah, you'd have people maybe, like, just floating I mean, like, around the flu network. Yeah. Just, like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so make sure you get out at the right grate. Uh, close your eyes. Don't fidget. Speak clearly. Don't panic and get out early. And keep your elbows tucked in. If you were counting... Seven, seven things. Guys, I love you. I love you guys. <laughs> we love you. So, yeah. Um, but then Harry gets in the fire and coughs, gets a huge mouthful of soot. What a dummy. And <laughs> coughs out diagonally. Um, I was gonna. Oh, I was gonna read from the book "The Flu Experience" of him actually like going. Mm, all right, Tiffany. Someone doesn't have it pulled <laughs> up. Are you you, Tiffany? Maybe. <laughs> I just think his experience. Like we, I was like, we have to talk about the flu experience, and we have to mm-hmm. title it "The Flu Experience" because it <laughs> maybe truly this was. episode is going to be called "The Flu Experience." The flu experience. <laughs> <laughs> It is flu season as well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, so he says "Daya Gan Ellie." So cough not clearly. Ellie. <laughs> 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 Tiffany's face. I hit my head. Ow. That was excessive, but it'll do. <laughs> okay, so it felt as though he were being sucked down a giant drain. <laughs> He seemed to be spinning very fast. The roaring in his ears was deafening. He tried to keep his eyes open, but the whirl of green flames made him feel sick. (laughs) Something hard knocked his elbow, and he tucked it in tightly, still spinning and spinning. Now it felt as though cold hands were slapping his face. That's weird. Squinting through his glasses, he saw a blurred stream of fireplaces and snatched glimpses of the rooms beyond. His bacon sandwiches were churning inside him. He closed his eyes again, wishing it would stop. And then he fell face forward onto cold stone and felt the bridge of his glasses snap. Wizard transportation sounds terrifying in all shapes and forms. <laughs> it Flu network, apparating, being doesn't sucked sound down good. a drain or being port like keys. sucked through a port tube, keys. like apparition. None of them sound good. They all involve spinning or like weird, sucky feelings. Why? Why can't it just be something smooth? I don't know. Maybe it's because it's your first time. People travel like that and they, they do it normally. Yeah, that's right. true. So I don't know. Also, if you would like to know what the Forbidden Journey is like at Hogwarts, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> Tiffany. Um, I thought that it was funny while reading this that like he literally hardly listens to anything that they told him. I know. He feels his elbow He bang. did not speak clearly. He uh, did not keep his elbows tucked in. Nope. He closed his eyes. He, I don't know if he fidgets per se, but he probably panics. He doesn't get out early, but he gets out a little late. Way to go, Harry. 
Oh, Harry. Harry fails at the flu experience. Flu, flu fail. Flu fail. Flu fail. I love alliteration. Hold on, we're naming our doc right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is it flu fail? Is it flu, flu experience fl- failure? All right. We know that many of our Swish and Flick listeners are movie buffs, so if you are a movie lover, we have a great podcast for you. Every single week, the Movie Makers podcast builds a new movie from scratch without any prep beforehand. Joined by a movie industry wizard, each episode, these entertainment professionals of over 10 years create an awesome movie for your ears every Tuesday. You can find them on Facebook at facebook.com slash themoviemakerspodcast and on Twitter at the movie makers podcast yes that is two e's in the make sure you go and find them on itunes or your favorite podcast app search for the movie makers go join them for the fun all right so harry accidentally winds up in nocturne alley what Mm mm-hmm not a good place to be. I love Nocturne Alley. That's because you're a Slytherin. And you're you're evil. I'm just kidding. I love you. Evil. Evil. (laughs) Name that show. Oh, I can't. If you can name that to me in this episode, I'll give you something cool. (laughs) (laughs) So Harry winds up in a shop called Borgen and Burks. Is it... Meet the Robinsons? Nope. She's not going to give you something. It's for the listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Borgen, Mr. Borgen, is a stooping man with greasy hair and voice as oily as his hair. Though only when talking to Lucius, who we'll meet in a minute. And Rel- Tiffany brought up, is yeah. he related to Snape? We don't. <laughs> You're going to be greasy. Why not? We were wondering who Burke is because we only ever see Borgen. Mm-hmm. So I looked him up. His name is Correct. Hold on. Whoa. Caractacus. Caractacus. He is one of the people Dumbledore interviewed to find out more about Voldemort's past. Mm. Past. Marope Gaunt sold Slytherin's locket to him for 10 galleons. And that is confirmed, Mm. but possibly his sister-in-law is a black. Whoa. Yes. We're all connected. Where's this info from? I think I found it on the wiki. Okay, cool. So... You never know, assault, but yeah. I, I mean, it sounds pretty cool. Well, it does. I do actually, now that you say that, remember that he is the one that, you know what, that sold the locket to F this guy because <laughs> sorry, she was so hard up. Mm-hmm. She's pregnant. Needs some cash. And he's going to buy that. And he knows what it is for 10 galleons. I believe Dumbledore said something when he was telling this to Harry about how he wasn't a very favorable person. He was just Whoa. not very kind to anybody. So he's just trying to make the best deal that he can make, you know? I can't stand him. Yeah. You can suck it, Burke. Well, we have a shop in Nocturne Alley. I'm not giving you my money. I'm just mm-hmm. saying Borgen and Burks is a really cool shop. I wonder how he died. I don't know. Speaking of Borgen and Burks, really quick. Mm-hmm. Off topic, but not really, because it has to do with Borgen and Burks. <laughs> you love doing that. Not the first time that's happened. When we're recording. On topic, but totally on topic. No, no. Okay. Well, you'll understand. Yes, go for it. <laughs> um, there is this tr- troll, foot. Pe- troll foot 
pencil pen holder in Universal. I have wanted this thing for forever. Why? I have no idea. It's so ugly, but it's just so cool because it's like in Grimald Place in the movies. It looks identical to it. Mm-hmm. Tonks trips over it. I like Tonks. So like, I don't know. I just like have this connection. I want this thing. That's a lie. She tripped I like over the her. umbrella stand. But that's what it is. But it's oh, a, but it's a pencil holder. Are you yeah. saying it's a lie because I like Tonks? Yeah, you don't like Tonks. I do. She's okay. She doesn't like. I go through phases. Anyway, I've wanted this thing, but it's your prerogative as a woman. <laughs> it's forty dollars at Borgen and Burks. Okay. Yeah. So I like just haven't dropped the ball on it. It's like no, I can buy so many other things for forty dollars than this like stupid pen holder, right? So we're talking in actually the Facebook group today, day mm, of recording. Yep, yep. And um, oh shoot, I can't remember who was asking me about yeah, it. Yeah, I can't remember. Either. Sarah, I think her name is maybe. I think it was a Sarah. Um, There's a lot of those. I there know. are quite a few Sarah. <laughs> Sarah and Jessica. I know. I was talking to. We have a lot of Jessicas too. <laughs> and. I said that I wanted this thing. And then I, she was like, oh, really? I've, I didn't know that they had it. Like, I wonder what it looks like or something. So I, like, just went on Amazon and searched it. It was there. $24. Shut your face! Literally <laughs> says on the Amazon listing, Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Tell me you bought it. Oh, yeah. Can she I, texted me and she's like, I did a thing. Hold on. I might also do a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool. It's really cool. It said there were only 13 left and I did post it in the group. I don't know if other people bought it, but I I'll hope tell you what, there. Swishers, if you took this from me, <laughs> I will never forget. Swishers. I've wanted one for forever, though, and I was so. I looked what at it I and I'm like, for? just do like troll pencil holder Harry Potter, troll foot pencil holder. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends. Learn about a new culture. Want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac- acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. 
Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. $24.99. I mean, you can't beat that. I think you expected I was like, me to okay, be mad. Oh my God, this thing is way ugly. I know, but it's awesome. All right. No, I didn't explain it to you oh. to be mad at me. I was just like, Kate, I did a thing. Go look. I tagged <laughs> well, you in it. It looks like no one ordered it because That's there fine. are 12 left. <laughs> 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 That's fine. All right, guys, I'm doing it. Add the cart. Yes. Yeah. Is it going to be down here? Are we going to have it on our swish and flick table? We'll Can have it snacks? on our swish and flick table. Can we put snacks? In we're going to put um, we're going to put pixie sticks in there. <laughs> yes, I'm going to say one of those those little um, a bunch of those little fake drink umbrellas. Oh my god! <laughs> There's a blue onesie with a lion on it that says Gryffindorable. Oh, baby. <laughs> All right, I ordered okay, back, it. All back right. to Morgan for making though. me spend money. Sheesh. Sorry, <laughs> but I'm so excited about it. Well, now I am. It's ugly, you guys. Don't it doesn't get me wrong, it's but cool. it's but it's pretty cool. It's super cool. It's just so cool because it literally is like the perfect replica from the movie, and it's half the price, right? Mm-hmm. Sheesh. Because I could never just drop forty dollars on it. I was like, no, it's don't a pencil it. holder, right? And like even twenty four dollars is a lot, but I can take twenty four over forty any day. Oh, We've yeah. been there how many times? And every time we go, we pick it up and we're like, ah, we I know. I'm we like, can't. I too much it. for a friggin' no. pencil holder. But now <laughs> we can ignore it when we go. Woo! So whoa, I can't. Wait. Katie, I'm looking at your dock and I see something naughty, naughty. Oh, that's coming up. Yeah, keep going. So <laughs> yeah, we hate sorry. Burke. Anyway, so we don't on. like Burke. Back to Katie. We don't like Borgen. So I got all these creepy items in the shop that mm-hmm. Harry sees. We've got the withered hand, which we find out is the hand of glory, which I'll get yep. to later. A pack of blood-stained cards. I don't know why you try and resell that. That's gross. A glass <laughs> eye, also gross. Evil masks, maybe Death Eater masks. Ooh. Human bones. Uh, why? Rusty spiked instruments. And I, I pictured uh, like medical instruments. Yeah. yeah. When I heard oh, when I read that. It's just creepy. And a large black cabinet. Ooh. Which Harry hides in. Ooh. Which he doesn't shut all the way. Ooh. 
Could this perhaps be the vanishing cabinet? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think Faux so. Show. Faux show. So yeah, it's super creepy in the shop, and Harry goes to leave because who would want to be in the shop that sells human bones? But Not who me. does he see? Draco Malfoy. Which is kind of funny that it says it's the last person he wants to see when not too long ago he was uh, even begging uh, to catch a glimpse of even him to make sure that everything wasn't just a dream. That's true. Before he was living the dream at the <laughs> burrow. <laughs> burrow. Right. Yeah. That's funny. Good good point, Katie. Thank you. So Harry runs to hide in the black, we think, vanishing cabinet. And Malfoy, not going to say the word I wrote, but he's a little whiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's constantly complaining about Harry. So I put his quote down and he said, everyone thinks he's so smart, wonderful potter with his scar and his broomstick. <laughs> there were head motions. <laughs> and Lucius says, you've told me this at least a dozen times already. And I, wa- I would like to remind you that it is not prudent to appear less than fond of Harry Potter. So clearly they're bad guys. It just what does makes- prudent mean? It's like not, it's a, not good a good idea. decision. Oh, okay. So it makes me think, didn't we, wasn't this like uh, after the curse rebounds, whatever, didn't all the Death Eaters think that this was the next guy they were going to follow? Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if any of that resonates with Malfoy Sr. Probably. I know it's not prudent because it doesn't look good, whatever, they're dark wizards, blah, blah, blah. But like, I wonder. I would think so because... He's still not sure. Malfoy's not sure who to follow until Goblet, right? I mean, Goblet is whenever he comes back. Voldemort comes back. He's going to so. know his dad's going to talk about it. Right. Hmm. So, yeah, interesting. Indeed. So apparently the ministry's been doing a lot of raids at wizarding homes. And Lucius is there to sell items from his manor because he clearly has some dark stuff to hide. Mm. Even though he just tries to pass it off as nothing. So the Hand of Glory, I looked that up a little bit. In the book it says, uh, Borgen says, insert a candle and it gives light only to the holder. Best friend to thieves and plunderers. Which Mr. Malfoy does not take kind to because he doesn't want his son to be a thief or a plunderer. But I also looked it up on Google. This is like a real thing. The hand of glory is the dried and pickled hand of a man who has been hanged. I don't know why. What did Google Docs do? What? I see it. No, that's not what it's supposed to say. What? Oh, specifically to be the left, which is considered to be like the sinister hand. Yes. (gasps) Is that why when it asks you right or left... I like always pick left. That must be one thing that makes me a Slytherin because oh I gosh. always pick left. Maybe. A little off topic, but Marty's family is Irish and um, his great grandma. I remember a story about something about his aunt was left handed. She did not like that. Hmm. Like she thought it was sinister. That's weird. It's weird because of like a superstition. Deep. Yeah. Hmm. So that's a real deal. That's a real thing. Or if the man was hanged for murder, the hand that did the deed. Ooh. <laughs> so I love this. <laughs> so creepy. It is. It definitely fits at Borgen and Burke. Right, yeah. right. Do you remember when we went into Borgen and Burke's for the first time at Universal? And it was scary. There is the hand of glory, but it's like behind glass. 
And I don't know why I didn't think that it was going to move because, like, of <laughs> course it's going to move. It's Universal and Harry Potter. But I, like, got up all close to it. And then all of a sudden it closes. And I was like, <gasps> <laughs> I hope the shopkeepers, like, laughed at you. <laughs> they probably did. They're probably so I was, used like, to it. I was, like, so surprised. <laughs> oh, man. So Draco actually buys a Hand of Glory before his sixth year. And he uses it to help his plot with the assassination of Dumbledore and he uses it to escape the room of requirement after he uses the Peruvian instant darkness powder so mm-hmm. no one can see him leave the room. So I don't know douche. why it just hit me so harder now that you used the word assassinate instead of murder. Like that just made it like real to me. I've never seen that like <laughs> an assassination but it is. It is. It is. It's a plot to assassinate him. <sighs> Words, man. <laughs> Poor Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. But man. he's kind of a jerk. But I like him. Oh, oh, he's so Come on, people. Back and forth. So I'm on my I love him kick, so. <laughs> we'll get back it's to It's just like you. I have the right to choose. <laughs> it's because she's pregnant. She's feeling nicer towards people. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Today, tomorrow, she could be murderous. Come July, all y'all, man. I'm done. <laughs> So Draco comes in again, complaining about Hermione this time and saying that he's not getting good marks because she's the teacher's favorite. And Lucia says, I would have thought you'd be ashamed that a girl of no wizard family beat you in every exam. Burn. Harry, even in the cabinet, goes, ha. Yes. So eat it, Draco. Seriously, though, like, you know he's been complaining about this all summer long. I know. If Lucia's is like... Ugh, I've heard this. Like, I'm sick of hearing about Harry Potter anyway, and now you're bringing him up all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is directly related to being jelly. Mm-hmm. He's so jelly. Yeah. Sucks to suck, Malfoy. Shouldn't have been a jerk. Yup. So there's also a mention between Lucius and um, Borgen about wizard blood, mm. and it's mentioned that it's counting for less everywhere. And while they, did you have something to say? While they haggle, Draco looks around at more of the items on display and he pauses to examine a hangman's rope and to read while smirking, which means he's just sick, a card propped on a magnificent necklace of opals. It says, caution, do not touch, cursed, has claimed the lives of 19 (laughs) muggle owners to date. Cursed necklace, super foreshadowing all the way to Half-Blood. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love that this is the mention of the necklace. I didn't see it until this reread. Really? Yeah. I think I heard about it, but maybe I didn't like actually like process it. Read it until yeah. now. But yeah, so this is the necklace that he buys in another assassination attempt. Yep. Which was very what did Dumbledore say? It was just like it was like poor or like didn't he didn't say he didn't really try. Hard. Didn't even say childish, like childish I attempts. Think, something. I think also it's important. So like in he the last him. episode, we talked about the um, correlation of the house elves to slavery, right? Yes. Like this conversation with Lucius and Borgen is direct correlation with like racism. Oh, yeah. In general, you know? I mean, like, they're talking about wizard blood, which J.K. Rowling has said a thousand times that the whole, like, mud blood, muggle-born thing is supposed to be a correlation to racism. Mm -hmm. and So blood, skin color. Right. Um, So, yeah, it's 
interesting. She she talks about it all, you guys. Everything that's an uncomfortable topic that people don't want to talk about, she puts in these books. She talks about she makes it them in light. a way that makes people talk about them without really realizing all the time that that's the topic you're discussing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it make and what did that article say that people who read Potter are just just better people. better people because because we're more open and understanding and accepting. Right. Shout out to us. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like this is my this is my example of it. You know, like you're thinking you're reading the books and you're you're thinking like later on in this book when Malfoy calls Hermione a mudblood. Mm-hmm. We have mud all blood. fallen in love with Hermione. Mm-hmm. She is close to us and we hear somebody say that to her and you like want to get defensive, right? Yeah. You're like, that is completely unfair. That has nothing to do with who she is as a person. Yes. I mean, like you say all of these things and then you take a step back and you're like, wait, Okay, yeah, I'm defending Hermione because somebody called her a mudblood. It's the same thing as racism. Yes. Just different words. Yep. And I think that the fact that people who love Harry Potter and read Harry Potter and have really dug deep into Harry Potter can make those correlations so easily. And that's why that article like happened, right? I mean, I love it. That's all. Soapbox. <laughs> Day- the Daily Soapbox. <laughs> No, but you're. No, I just, I just right. love how like she literally takes so many real life things and puts them into terms that anybody can understand. Taking a step back from the actual situation, if you like, take that exact idea and put it elsewhere. Sometimes people understand it better. Yeah, I love that. It's also like I don't want to say trickery, but like you agree with it and you think about <laughs> it, and then you're like, oh wait, right? That fits this. Yeah. Like maybe I should change my thinking about yeah, whatever. Exactly. It yeah. makes. So, I mean, in the teaching world, we call this, like, text to self. Yeah. You connect the text with yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, shout out to Ezra, because we, he talked about that on his, uh, what is it, Talking Tolkien podcast? An unexpected podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it makes you think about your life, and it makes you think, like, I don't know, I always... <laughs> I like to stand up for people who maybe don't stand up for themselves or feel mm-hmm. like they can't. And you so door. I know, but you have to think like if people are saying this in this book and it gives you a reaction, you have to think, okay, are people saying these types of things in my everyday life? And am I sitting there quiet? Yep. And if I get an emotional reaction out of what is a story, then I need to rethink about what I'm doing in my everyday life. And we need to start standing up for people who can't or are too afraid or don't stand up for themselves. So, right. Like what do I stand for? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think Harry Potter, I mean like reading these books growing up and like being immersed in this at such a young age and basically growing with the characters it really like molded my personality and like who I am as a person and the things that I believe and the things that I'm passionate about, you know? Absolutely. So shout out to Joel and Joe, Joel, Joel, Joel Joel Madden. No, shout out to Joe for her lovely, amazing words. Take a moment and look at that sexy dog. Oh my god, he's so cute. Well, he tried to jump on the couch and he kind of fell over. Yes. Guys, I'm not gonna lie, he's gaining some winter weight. We've been stuck inside. 
Look at it. He's, he's a little ashamed. We've gotten a little tubby. We're going to work it off, aren't we, Foss? He's like, so what? Mama loves you, baby. Yeah, we got to work it off. It's too much. It's too cold to go outside. All right. So that brings us to the escape from Morgan and Burks. Dun, dun, dun. So the Malfoys leave the shop. Was that the music from the Escape from Gringotts ride? Because I think it was, and that was hilarious. Did I make music sounds? You did. Yes, oh. it was the music. Way to go, Tiffany. I didn't know what I did. Oh, that was funny. I'm sorry. Oh, I'll have to listen for it. Because I truly cannot <laughs> remember like, to two seconds. I'm like, that's did I really? Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> it's embedded in your brain. All right. <laughs> So the Malfoys leave the shop, and Borgen comments on what is hidden in their manor. He's like, something like, you haven't sold me half of what's hidden in your manor, if the rumors are true, or something like this. Like, he's like, good day, Mr. Malfoy. Mr. Malfoy. So he's no longer oily. He's just rude. (laughs) And so Harry uses this as a way to escape into the alleyway. So he's like holding his broken glasses against his face, and he gets out. And he's looking around, and then he sees a sign. So he, we discover that Borgen and Burks is the shop that he was trapped in because he didn't know that before. And so in the alley, he's looking around, and he sees a window display of shrunken heads. Ugh. Two doors down from that was a cage with large black spiders. Ugh. And then there was also a shop with poisonous candles. Many scents available. What's the point of those? You could give them to people that you hate, and it'll poison them. So we're just selling murderous objects? Yeah. It's not for an alley. I guess. I mean, they're selling a murderous opal necklace. Yeah. And a pickled hand of a murderer. A murderer. (laughs) (laughs) Or a hanged man. I don't know. But those those items to me seem like these are like... Collectible? Uh, Antiques. Yeah. Check out that cool antique hand, man. Right. (laughs) But no, here, burn this candle and die. I don't know. Ooh. What? I know that all I do is talk about Universal, but... (laughs) Have you even been there? Poisonous candles. (laughs) There's a spell that you cast in Nocturnally to light a candle. I lit that candle with that old witch. It does things to the canary. Yes. So So one of them, like, makes their feet big. One of them gives him boils. And then the other one... Makes them super fluffy. It makes him. It makes him like swell up, and then all his feathers pop off. And I bet you that's what those candles are. So maybe it's not like death candles. Yeah, but it's they're probably like, like it does weird things to you. Hmm. Because like, what else would those candles be? When we're there in a couple weeks, I'm going to see if there's like an inscription or something that like explains what those candles are. I can't remember what the lady said when we walked into Nocturne Alley, but I really wanted it to be what this old witch said. What? So let me get to that. So. He's looking around and he sees an old one sign and this told him he was in Nocturne Alley. Not lost are you, my dear. Oh, that's so good. That's how I've heard it in my yes. head. So with it, hello, creepy witch. <laughs> um, and she's holding a beautiful tray of whole human fingernails. Oh, that Ooh. sounds good. Isn't that cute? Every time I've read that, it is gross to me out. It should. Because you have to think your nail goes back. Yeah. So, get on that. Yeah. Do you have that? And she's leering at him with, quote, mossy teeth. She got some fuzzy teeth going on. She, AKA, you need to brush them. Do they sell toothbrushes? And floss. need to also floss. Borgen Brooks doesn't have any cursed toothbrushes or something. Well, what is that going to do? 
know. It's better than but mossy like maybe teeth. Maybe it would at least make her want to brush her teeth. Maybe she wouldn't evil. have any teeth, and then we don't even have to brush it all. <laughs> so. She's got gums. Ugh. I don't know, but that was gross. Anyway, luckily Hagrid saves the day. As he always does. Yes, so Hagrid's like, what? What are you doing down here? And so Hagrid pulls him away, and he knocks over the witch's tray, and she ain't happy, guys. Well, you know, it probably takes a long time to collect all those fingernails. And she's, like, shrieking as he pulls him out of the alley and back into Diagon Alley. And so as Harry's trying to, like, regain his focus and catch his bearings, Hagrid's like, listen, you're a mess. And he brushes him off, and then he nearly knocks him into a barrel of dragon dung. Why? Why are we selling this, people? Fertilizer. I bet you it's a potions ingredient. (sighs) But a barrel of it? (laughs) Oh, my God. A poop potion? (laughs) You, you, yes, poo? (laughs) A pooption? Pooption. See, Meg laughs at me on here, but normally she doesn't think I'm very funny. (laughs) Maybe, since dragons are so big, maybe it is fertilizer. It makes those giant old pumpkins at Hogwarts. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that we're just... And not only that, but like if it's just fertilizer, why does it have to be sold in Nocturnally? It's not. It's in Diagonally. Yeah. Oh, this is in Diagonally? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. So, yeah. I bet it's just fertilizer. Yeah. We'll see. Gross fertilizer, but like so is regular fertilizer. Well, I mean from they house. they use gross stuff for potions, so yeah. why not both? Why not, guys? Why not? You know what? It's the Wizarding World, and we can do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. So if I don't have a definition for it and what its use is, oh my god, make your up. dog is so cute. I know I can't even handle him. Hi, baby. Yes, I love. Okay, him. moving on. Harry questions why Hagrid was in such a dodgy place if Nocturnally was so bad. He claims that he was buying flesh-eating slug repellent. Okay. Please explain to me what that is. I don't know. A maybe flesh- they're flesh-eating slugs that are just ruining Maybe the repellent things. is flesh-eating for the slug. Oh, that's going to... Well, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of something that's not like they're going to eat you. So they're not slugs that eat flesh... It's the, the repellent. repellent that eats the slug flesh. Yeah. So it kills them. Mm. But it says it's supposed to repel them. That's true. So it makes me think that... The slugs are flesh eating. Yeah. Pretty gross. This chapter Maybe is they gross. just eat yeah. bugs. The flesh of bugs. <laughs> I don't know. I'm grasping at straws. Uh, we don't know. We have a lot of unanswered questions. We do. Okay. So as Harry fills in Hagrid on what happened during his summer, they are spotted by Hermione and then soon to be the Weasleys. Molly is, of course, freaking out because Harry was lost. And Fred and George are longing to hear all about Nocturne Alley. And then we have a movieism, friends. I hate this movieism. There's just no purpose to it. Well, it's just to give her something to say because they took away all her other good lines. That's true. So in the movie, Hermione fixes Harry's glasses, which is a no-no according to Wizarding Law. And but in the book, the bookism, as Megan would say, <laughs> mm-hmm. Arthur fixes Harry's glasses, which is correct. Yes. Yes. And so Harry fills them in on the goings on at the shop with the Malfoys, and Arthur is very interested in what Malfoy Sr. was selling, and he would really like to nail him for something. And then Molly is, like, obviously weary of the family. She tells him no. And he's like, oh, am I no match for Malfoy? (laughs) 
We Mr. shall Weasley. see, Arthur. Mr. Weasley getting all tough. He's just so cute. I can't mm-hmm. even stand it. And so we enter Gringotts, and the vaults are accessed by small carts driven by goblins. And we knew that already, but she likes to give us little recaps along the way in our books. So mm-hmm. I always appreciate those. And the Weasley vault made Harry feel pretty terrible. I feel bad every time I read this. Like I can just feel his awkwardness. It's virtually empty, and she sweeps the like last contents into her purse. Yeah. This is the last of the Weasley money. And they have to buy 35 Gilderoy Lockhart books. <laughs> I mean, I laugh, but it's because it's awkward and not funny. Yeah. So that, I don't know. And then, I totally yeah. feel that, though. I mean, like... I was a college kid. I moved down to Florida. We were broke as heck. Mm-hmm. Like, I totally get that feeling. Yeah. It's crappy. And and if you were someone who had a lot. And you weren't a brat about it. You were actually humble. And you were with someone that mm-hmm. you really care about and you want to help, but you don't know and it's weird. Like, of course you're going to feel awful. Yeah. So... And then we go to Harry's vault, and it was so full, and he tried to block the view as he gathered his money, but he can't because it's jam-packed. So there's that. And so after the bank, Harry has money, and he's eager to spend it, and so he buys them all strawberry and peanut butter ice cream. And that sounds so good. It's really good. I've had it. So good. It's really good. And they examine the shops, and Ron wants new Chudley Cannon robes, and Hermione wants new ink and parchment. How perfect according to their characters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we find Gamble and Japes joke shop. Do you think that Gamble and Japes goes out of business? Yes. It's never mentioned again. That's true. At yeah. least to I my knowledge. Is, I believe that there's a Gamble and Japes, like, <laughs> In Hogsmeade. There's Zonko's. Oh, it's Zonko's. It's Zonko's. Oh, right. I was going to say Dervish and Bangs, but that's Dervish and Bangs isn't joke shop. It's like magical items or whatever. This, this whole street is magical items. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's like a... <laughs> no, it just means <laughs> um, Everything is magical. Everything is magical. <laughs> okay. So the twins and Lee Jordan were stocking up on Dr. Filibuster fireworks. I looked up filibuster. All I know is like the government term where you like talk and talk and talk. So I was like, I don't know what else this means. Going and going and going. Yeah. So I don't know what else this means. And then they spent an hour in that shop. So you can only imagine the shenanigans that they're up to inside there. I bet the shopkeeper was like, get (laughs) out (laughs) by the end of all of this. That's like me and Katie in Barnes and Noble. Yes. Yeah. Like there's some stores or just Target. I could be in there forever. And like I've been in there forever every day and I can still just walk around forever. I agree. It's always something new to find. And so after they spend an hour in this shop, they leave and then they find a crowd outside of Flourish and Blots. Why is that? I don't know. Let Do us know. tell. There's a sign on the door. What? That says Gilderoy Lockhart will be signing copies of his autobiography, Magical Me, today, 12.30 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. It's literally there. Hmm? In Diagon Alley. Yeah. At Universal. That sign. Is it? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. I told you I see new things every time I go. Outside, like, by Flourish and Blocks? It's in the window. Oh, I have to look at that. You didn't see that? No. Yeah, maybe. I know that all Lockhart's books are there. Maybe I remember. It has this picture on it, right? Yeah. It's like a... Maybe I do remember. It it. looks like a... Like, like, a black and white... Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Not think... black and white, but the parchment's like, yeah. it's like parchment, but yeah. with like black on it. Yeah. I don't think that I've seen it. You're gonna. I need you to look for it because I want to know that I'm right. You're right. Because now that you say it, I'm Okay. So Hermione is so excited because she loves Gilderoy Lockhart. And the crowd seems to be mostly witches Mrs. Weasley's age. Um, they find Mrs. Weasley and the Grangers in line to see Lockhart. Do you think that the Grangers are like, do they? Do you think they really even care about this guy? The poor I, things are probably just tagging along. I bet you Hermione's talked about him. I think they're probably, well, yeah, because she's reading all their books, mm-hmm. all his books. <laughs> Excuse me. I, oh, maybe she's not she reading She didn't have those books. Maybe she mail ordered them, though. To get a jump start, at least some of them. It doesn't say that she buys anything, so I don't know. She buys, it does say that she buys um, her charms book, standard book of spells, grade two. grade two. It does mention that the three of them grab a copy of that, but I don't know about the Lockhart books for her. I don't know either. I was going to say something and then I forgot. Carry on. About the Grangers. Mm, oh, they would probably be interested just enough because I feel like they're like Hermione, right? Mm-hmm. So they're probably interested in the magic of everything. So they're probably not bored. That's true. So I don't I know. See That's it. just my thought. Um, so they're in line to see Lockhart and Lockhart comes out in his forget me not blue robes. <laughs> Oh, Mine was better. Yours was better. <laughs> and there's also a man from the Daily Prophet dancing around taking photos, and his camera emits puffs of purple smoke with Poiple. every flash. Poiple. I think that's funny. I like it. Gilderoy then immediately spots Harry and pulls him to the front of the crowd. Can I just say I hate what he says? He's like, it can't be Harry Potter. Let's I know. Shut up. You don't need any more attention drawn to yourself. He's so dramatic. Go yeah. on. <gasps> if he had a muggle job, he'd be a soap opera star. Oh, my God. Yes, he would. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Just saying. <laughs> So the, photo- the photographer took photos of them shaking hands, and then Lockhart announces that he will be giving Harry an entire set of his books and that he will be teaching at Hogwarts this year. Free of charge. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Harry almost immediately gives Ginny his set of all of the books. Mm-hmm. And then he sees Draco. and <laughs> Again. Yeah, Draco's line is funny. Famous Harry Potter. Can't even go into a bookshop without making the front page. This whole section here is perfect in the it's movies. It's literally yeah. like word for word. Well, minus some minus things. Minus the best part, but right? minus the parental showdown for the most part. But yeah. So Ginny then immediately sticks up for Harry, and this is the first time that she's spoken in front of him, which I think actually is a really good clue into who her character is going to become. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Other than his wife. Right. But like, you know, I mean, like she is very stubborn. She is confident. She knows what she wants. Um, Stands up for what she believes. Exactly. Like that's Jenny. She's got nerve. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. So um, she stands up for him. Draco calls her Harry's girlfriend and Jenny goes, Scarlet. Draco then pokes fun at the Weasley family by saying, I suppose your parents will go hungry for a month to pay for all those. Such a... Yeah. (laughs) That's the nicest way I can put it. 
Um, so next up is the parental showdown between Mr. Weasley and Mr. Malfoy. And I wanted to read it. Do it. I don't have it pulled up. Oh, hi, Tiffany. How are you? <laughs> so we called this. Did you say the name of this? Parental showdown. The parental showdown. Yep. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. So good, because you know what? You don't see that side of him. That's what I don't like. You don't see the side of Mr. Weasley in the movie. Oh, like, you see him give him an eye, but, like, in the movie, Lucius gets the upper hand. Yes. But in the book, it's like, go, Arthur. Yeah. So. Do it. Ron, said Mr. Weasley, struggling over with Fred and George. What are you doing? It's too crowded in here. Let's go outside. Well, 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 Arthur Weasley. It was Mr. Malfoy. He stood with his hand on Draco's shoulder, sneering in just the same way. Sneering. Lucius, said Mr. Weasley, nodding coldly. Like, identical from the movie. Busy time at the ministry, I hear, said Mr. Malfoy. All those raids. I hope they're paying you overtime. He reached into Jenny's cauldron and extracted from amid the glossy Lockhart books a very old, battered copy of A Beginner's Guide to Transfiguration. Obviously not, Mr. Malfoy said. Dear me, what's the use of being a disgrace to the name of wizard if they don't even pay you well for it? Dude, that's some serious words. That's super shade. Yeah. Mr. Weasley flushed darker than either Ron or Ginny. We have a very different idea of what disgraces the name of wizard Malfoy, he said. Clearly, said Mr. Malfoy, his pale eyes straying to Mr. and Mrs. Granger, who were watching apprehensively. The company you keep, Weasley. And I thought your family could sink no lower. There was a thud of metal as Ginny's cauldron went flying. Mr. <laughs> Weasley had thrown himself at Mr. Malfoy, knocking him backward into a bookshelf. Yeah. Dozens of heavy spell books came thundering down on all of their heads. There was a yell of, get him, Dad, from Fred or George. Or Mrs. George. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Mrs. Weasley was shrieking, no, Arthur, no. The crowd stampeded backward, knocking more shelves over. Gentlemen, please, please, cried the assistant, and then louder than all, Break it up there, gents. Break it up. And it was Hagrid. Why couldn't you put that in? So good. It was so perfect up until the attack. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and then lastly, within all of this, at the end it says, Here, girl, take your book. It's the best your father can give you. Mm. Um, and he thrusts the old transfiguration book back at Ginny. So that right there is the moment that he gives her the diary. <gasps> the Horcrux. The Horcrux. Oh, shoot. That jumped really high. If you have <laughs> headphones on, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and that's pretty much the end of the, uh, end of the chapter. It does say here, Mrs. Weasley is like kind of mad. And she's like, a fine example to set for your children, brawling in public. What Gilderoy Lockhart must have thought. And then Fred chimes in. He was pleased. Didn't you hear him as we were leaving? He was asking that bloke from the Daily Prophet if he'd be able to work the fight and do his report. Said it was all publicity. Can I say that's a better example to set in front of your children than the one that Lucius was setting in front of Draco? hey Agree. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Totally agree. All right. That brings us to the lightning bolt round. The lightning bolt round. All right. I have many, (coughs) many a question. I have a few. Did you prepare any? No. (laughs) You're so quiet. (laughs) I'm sorry. 
Can All right. I, can shout I, out to can you I guys because you're amazing. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, go. go first. Go. So if Mr. Malfoy and Mr. Weasley had legitimately dueled, who would win? Arthur. Mm. I don't know. I think that's a really hard question. I just, I just file, waiting dude. for Arthur. Lucius huh? is fact file. He is accomplished a, duelist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just rooting for Arthur. I I'm know. rooting for Arthur, Avi, but I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I, feel I mean, let's be real, though. Harry can beat Lucius in a duel. <laughs> so I think you would underestimate Arthur just looking at him. I, I think agree. He's pretty powerful. I mean, yeah. he is. You know. I mean, he's in the he's order, in and the he's order. very successful in the order, so. Yeah. I always want the good guy to win. I do, too, but I'm kind of torn. It's okay if you say Lucius. It's sad, but it's okay. I don't know. It's all about passion as well. You Who's know, Lucius fighting for? Not poop. Also, so I don't see Arthur throwing any, like... Horrible yeah. spells. Yeah, horrible spells. Mm-hmm. I see Lucius well, not even giving it a thought. think of it this way, and yeah. I know that, like... Arthur would never obviously duel at the level of Dumbledore, but Dumbledore duels and doesn't throw horrific curses at people, but he's able to get the job done very well. I mean, like, very creative. Like, I, oh my God. All I think wait. about all I, Oh, I know Grindelwald and yeah. Dumbledore, oh. the show. You know, he doesn't want to hurt him. You know that we're not going to get to that until like 10 years from now. But anyway, <gasps> I know um, <sighs> I, the one duel that I always go back to and like always love is Voldemort and Dumbledore. Yes. In Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. Yes. Like that is just the perfect duel of evil and good. Yep. So you've got Voldemort. My Oh my God. My favorite part is whenever Voldemort, I think this happens in the book. It's been a little bit since I've read five, but I love the part where he takes all of the glass and throws it at Dumbledore like with magic and then Dumbledore has this shield come up and it turns into sand as it hits him. Is that a movieism? I don't know, but I love it. <laughs> it's visually so- the thing that, that gets me from amazing. that and the one thing that I was like, what are you talking about? Cuz when he does that, does what does Voldemort say? It sounds like he says earth. I don't know. I think he's probably just like yelling cuz they use elements. They use fire, they use water, mm-hmm. they use earth. No, he well, like whispers it. Watch it. It's going to confuse you. <laughs> well, I, that's I'm like, like, what are you talking about? That's like my all-time favorite duel, and it shows that like good can overcome evil in so many different ways. Well, Without like being like evil mm-hmm. back. Expelliarmus. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's all you need. Yeah. Hey, did so, Voldemort in, why not? So I think Arthur has a chance. Expelliarmus. <laughs> All right. Is it common for wizarding families to have a ghoul? I think we answered that already with the Pottermore article. Fairly common, the, right? I think it's fairly common. Yep. I have a follow-up question to the ghoul. Sure. If you don't mind. No, go. Would you kick a ghoul out if you had it, or would you embrace it? I thought you were going to be like, would you like physically kick a ghoul? I was like, <laughs> no, I have no reason to kick a ghoul. No, like, would you kick him out of your property? I no. Guess. You know, I, Not probably, in, I mean, if he was throwing pipes all the time. Or at night, I like my sleep. Yeah, I'd kick him out. But otherwise, I'm like, nah, I mean, you're cool. What you Tiffany said, I'd probably think he was funny. Yeah. Dress him up a little bit. Give him a wig. Maybe if he was being annoying, I would like ask him to move to the barn instead of the attic. Yeah. Something like Got that. Got some sweet setup for you out in the barn. Go sleep Get on out. some strap. Hang out with those chickens. Galactic, Galactic chickens. chickens. <laughs> Cindy, what is with me and you? I don't know. 
have the same brainwaves oh, today. Oh my god, so good. Uh, what else do I have here? Uh, da, 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 da. I already asked you about the owls. Blah blah blah. Who wrote this? Oh, that was me an accident. Meg what did you write? Luscious instead of Lucius. <laughs> luscious. <laughs> um. Mm, already asked that. How normal are raids? Well, I think that they would have been very normal years ago. Yes. Um, but and probably like, again. Yeah, but they were probably like less common. But now that like stuff is kind of happening again, it might be building up to more. So do you think what happened in Philosopher's Stone, <laughs> Sorcerer's Stone, is the reason why there was a lot of raids being conducted? Possibly. Do you think that they thought, do you think some people believed whatever came out of Hogwarts? Yeah. All the word from the students, I'm sure Daily Prophet said, I'm not going to report on that crap. Right. Because it's the Daily Prophet and they suck. So do you think, I wonder if people in Aurors at the ministry were like, let's do these raids. Yeah. Let's go back to these wizarding families. Yeah. But I wonder what. Like, do you have to have a warrant? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Or is the wizarding world like, nah, I'm going to do what I want? They're a little different than we are. I guess so. we have to ask the Department of Magical Law Enforcement. I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I would think that there has to be some basis to them needing to do it, but I would think that a family's history maybe would be enough. Mm, but is, that's not right then, though. Yeah. But their laws are different than ours, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Usually the wizarding world tends to be much further ahead than we are. But then in terms of like law and that kind of stuff. But then there's also times where it's just like ancient. They're kind of all over the place, you know, like they really certain are. aspects of their law are very progressive and very... Um, like I said, forward like ahead, thinking. yeah, forward thinking ahead then of our are, time. Yeah, definitely. But then some aspects like house elves, like that should have been fixed long before Hermione Granger came into office, you know? Yeah. So, so interesting question. I'd love to hear our listeners thoughts. Um, where are the Hogwarts gardens at? Because the root and this, the slugs are ruining the cabbages. I was, I thought that Hagrid was talking about like his garden. That's what I always thought too. I kind of assumed it. Is well, where the heck are they getting their food? Can't magic it. Oh, yeah. It's got to be garden. So I said, is it just the green? Is it these gr- greenhouses? Maybe because there's multiple greenhouses. Yeah, but then I wonder. Sprout's not. That's not her job, right? Maybe that's part of Hagrid's job. I just wondered. They never talk about it. Yeah. They've got to be there. Yeah, you're right. So maybe there's just hmm. certain greenhouses for the food that goes into Hogwarts. Are they tended to by the house elves? Probably. Oh, maybe, yeah. Prob- well, maybe. That makes sense. Well, I mean, I feel like Hagrid's jobs are so vast. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not on his list. Maybe he does the special ones like the Christmas trees and the pumpkins. Right. But maybe he doesn't deal with the food like the daily stuff that they would need he's not very good at food he's genuinely not right he'd be serving up rock cakes every day or like 50 foot cabbages (laughs) 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 all i think is like a cabbage the size of the pumpkins that they use (laughs) i have one more but i'll if you have more you can go i have a couple yeah do it would you ever step foot in nocturnally yes well i have well yeah technically we all have 
but otherwise i probably wouldn't care to go down there really i would definitely i'm very curious i would peek around i'd be a chicken i'd be like i would probably be i would probably be a chicken but i would just be like i would like have to talk myself through it like just go do it you're gonna be fine i'd have to take like a group of people with me there would be me who's like but guys what if we go in there and there's like a dark wizard she might like katie would talk us out of it yeah. yeah um i have another one okay what would the mirror, like the mirror at the Weasleys, mm. tell you in the morning? Wash your face. I was just going to say that. <laughs> Shut up. No, you weren't. I was going to say something about my face. Oh, I was okay. going to say that it would tell me to wash my hair. Because <laughs> my hair just gets so greasy so quick. It would tell me to brush my teeth so I don't look like that mossy witch. I don't want to look like Snape, so I hope that the mirror would always tell me to go wash oh, my hair. Snape. <laughs> what if she was like, go wash your hair, greasy? <laughs> she you slime would. ball. What would she say? <laughs> what would it say to Snape? Ugh. Ugh. It wouldn't even have words. It would be like, <laughs> <laughs> break. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I have one more. All right, go. Oh. What would be your preferred mode of wizarding transportation? We talked about this. Yeah, you know. Did we? Brooms. I think I said brooms, but I'm going to change it and say apparating. Mine would definitely be apparition. I'm sure I'd get used to it in that. You just said just how, so cool. how wizarding know, transport but, sucks but and then you're God. like, I apparate. It's so <laughs> convenient. I'm sure that she would get over it for the convenience of yeah. it. It is just like a bop. Yeah. So I get it. Most people vomit the first time. Vomit. Gromit. Isn't that a movie? Wallace, Wallace and, and Gromit. Gromit. How dare you, neighbors? How dare you? Anyways. Yes. Good show. <laughs> I just, he's so ready for us to be done. He literally went... He's <sighs> <laughs> ready for bed, aren't you, baby? All right. How rich is Harry? Real rich. Real rich. Compare it to Malfoy's. Honestly, I think that it would probably be similar. I don't know. I don't... Because, like, Harry's fortune was a family fortune. He's, he's old yeah, money, dude. I agree, but when Harry describes Malfoy, he says, like, the Malfoys were rich. They were rolling in wizard gold. But he doesn't think that himself. But he probably doesn't think that himself because he's humble. He right. has no idea. I think that, You're yeah, right. I really do think that Harry probably has just as much. And then by the time, like, he's done saving the wizarding world and, like, being head of the aura office, I'm sure that he has more than the Malfoys. But he's never going to act like them, obviously, he's, right? So, right. like, he's never going to act like he has that money, but I bet he has he's, just as much. He's old money. And then I wonder, is there anything like that, us, with the product, wasn't it? Uh, was Sleek easy. Sleek easy. Oh, you're still selling Are, it. Yeah. That's, yeah, that gold is going to go right into your... He's rolling in gold. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he didn't spend it for however many years. It just grew. He can buy all the strawberry peanut butter ice creams he wants. Yeah, he can. Omnoculars, bring them on. Yeah, yeah weren't those like 10 gallons a piece or something like that, uh, too? Real sad. Rope Gaunt only got 10 gallons for an amazing piece of history. Right. But omnoculars are 10 gall- gallons. Yep. Sad. You also have to think about the times, though. When she got 10 gallons for that, it was that's much that's longer time. But it wasn't. I know. I know it wasn't worth it. I mean, it was worth much I more. I stand by what I said earlier. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, just my thought. 
How rich fan is rich? Story. Fan story. story. So this comes from Emily Varno. She says, I'm a Gryffindor. Whoop, whoop. My, my Patronus is a Siberian cat. Cool. Jealous. Never would have guessed that for myself, but I'm cool with it. My wand is redwood oh. with a dragon heart string. Cool. That's a cool wood. Yeah, that is. And my Ilvermorny house is horned serpent. What? what? Dude, my- she and I. <laughs> Kindred spirits. We are. So my second grade teacher read us Sorcerer's Stone. We'd all sit on the floor in front of her as she read to us, but I would sit right next to her and read along with her. I was hooked immediately, and at 25 now, Harry Potter is such an intrins- intrinsic thank you part of me that I don't know who I'd be who I'd be without it. All growing up, I'd read Harry Potter and literally nothing else. I'd finish the last one that was out at the time and pick up Sorcerer's Stone two seconds later. I literally had no idea how I literally have no idea how many times I've read them, and all my books are marked and written on and falling apart. Ugh. My parents would always half-jokingly give me a hard time and try to get me to read other stuff, but I never would. Now I read plenty of other books, but every time I pick up Harry Potter again, I just get this warm, homey feeling that I could never get from reading anything else. Hogwarts is truly my home. I also graduated with a degree in English and professional writing, and I fully attribute my love for words and my ability to write to the Harry Potter series. P.S. I love the podcast so much and look forward to every sunday i love all my fellow harry potter fans and the fact that it brings so many people together thanks guys wow thank you thank Thank you you. and thank you to emily and to all of our community because Mm -hmm. it's it's grown into something truly amazing you're like a family Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i love it and i love that um she would do what I did. You'd finish the last one that was out and you'd start it back over again. Yep. It's just and a continuous loop. I totally understand that like homey feeling. Yes. It's just this like warm mm-hmm. homey feeling. And you know, I mean, I'm one of those people where like I really do try to read other books. It's so hard. But I have a hard time straying. And I really, that's kind of one of like my New Year's resolutions a little bit. Like, I have this podcast and it's great that I'm going to be able to do like a chapter a week, focus on the podcast that we're going to be doing. But outside of that, I really need to read other things. I just finished a new book. recently. What was it? Lost Stars. It's a Star Wars book. And it is. Is it that Leia one that you got? No, that's a different one. I started that one. And I'm also going to start Fellowship of the Ring. Mm -hmm. I'm starting Fellowship of the Ring following along with um, Ezra and Lane. Lane's new podcast. Yes. Um, Talking Tolkien. An unexpected podcast, Talking Tolkien. So you can find them on Podbean. I have never read Lord of the Rings. Nor have I. I have seen the movies yes. maybe just a handful of times yep. each. Yeah. Same. I've never been a super huge Lord of the Rings fan. Like, I've appreciated it, but I was talking to, actually to Katie about this. Um it kind of like the movies were coming out at the same time as the Harry Potter movies were coming out. Yeah. So my mind was focused on Harry Potter. Yeah. And I also remember like I had this kind of weird vendetta against Lord of the Rings because Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter were always going up against the same awards at the Oscars. Um, and Lord of the Rings won everything. Harry Potter never really got no anything did they? The final... No, uh, Fantastic Beasts was the first Harry Potter film to get an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Right? So, but I can't believe all, Alan I'm Rickman just, didn't get anything for I'm his performance. John Williams John should have won an Williams. Oscar for music. And if nothing else, 
I mean, I know that like a movie that is produced in England and like as English actors is very hard to get a win in America with the Oscars. Like it's just hard. I that's just how it is. Unfortunately. Yeah. But Stuart Craig and John Williams should have they were robbed. I mean, flat out robbed from Oscars for these movies. Stuart Craig created Hogwarts for the love of God. Created Hogwarts. This is my soapbox. <laughs> I, was I was just going to do this. <laughs> Katie's on her chair. She's on a soapbox. <laughs> Tiffany's like. Meg's very passionate. <laughs> no, I was waiting for you to say soapbox. If you weren't, I was going to be like, is this your soapbox for this episode? <laughs> they were robbed. I mean, John Williams, that music's so iconic. John Williams. He should have won. For every but so, yeah, movie. I had this like weird vendetta against Lord of the Rings because it won everything and Harry Potter won nothing. So I just like, I wanted to like Lord of the Rings, but I hated it. And then even at the, so I know this is really, I don't know. The MTV Movie Awards, Twilight would always went out above Harry Potter, and I, I was like, "Believe that you guys suck." <laughs> I'm like, Harry no Potter fans, to any Harry Potter fans. fans, you guys, yeah, I mean, vote Twilight's fine. It's in. in I enjoy read. Twilight, but like Harry Potter's my but number come one, on, right? right? Exactly. It's like, like I think that Twilight won. <laughs> Twilight won like best fans over Harry Potter, and I'm like, fault. Clearly, we know better. Not true. Clearly. Are there Twilight podcasts? Uh, I don't know. I bet there is. Huh. Hmm. Let us know if there is. I'm kind of curious. Because yeah. I'm not going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have no interest in that. Though. But yeah, so I'm excited oh to God. read. I'm excited to read Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you guys are interested in doing another reread of a popular series, um, join Ez and Lane on an unexpected podcast. Talk and I will link their podcast in our mm-hmm. description of, uh, of this. Yeah. And they, uh, we posted it in the group. I did post it in the Facebook group. And they have their first episode out. It's kind of like an introductory episode. It's You're very much like them. our first episode. Yeah. We're just chatting, their letting stories. everybody know who we are, what we're about, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like that. And I believe that they're starting with fellowship. Well, yeah. I don't think they're going to do The Hobbit Well, first. I didn't know. If, yeah, because somebody asked in our group if they were going to start with The Hobbit. And I, I said, I think it's Fellowship. Yeah, I don't think they are. So I have read The Hobbit. I have not read anything else. I have though. read zero of them. The Hobbit is really good. Well, it's different writing. This is totally, like, off topic, but. Another soapbox. No, I was just saying I know, that I know. The Hobbit is just written very differently to me that's my take on it is the hobbit is written very differently than the trilogy the trilogy is like harder to read in my opinion yeah the hobbit is more like kid friendly in terms of like reading it's just easier to comprehend easier to take in like a lower reading level yes exactly okay and i enjoyed it cool so on that note yep Make sure that you join our group on facebook and use it for discussion on each episode we love chatting with everybody there also, make sure that you like our Facebook page to get all of the latest info. We are Swish and Flick Podcast on Facebook or Swish Flick Cast on Twitter and Instagram. You can also join us on Patreon for lots of exclusive content and other surprises. The best kind of prize is a surprise. <laughs> our bow truckle and higher patrons get access to the Felix Files. We bring you a special Patreon-only podcast every other Wednesday. 
Um, our Phoenix level patrons also join us for a monthly Google Hangout, which is always super fun. Mm-hmm. And they also get to be a guest on the Felix Files. So if any of that sounds at all fun or interesting, make and sure and it does. No, it does. <laughs> make sure that you go to patreon.com forward slash swish flick cast and choose your level of support. It helps us to be able to afford all of the equipment that we need to make this podcast better and monthly fees to keep it going. Yes. Okay, kids, that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing. Just in my voice. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Was that really long? Way longer than the other one. Are you serious? <laughs> I ain't lying to you. <laughs> Poop. So we have one already for this yes. Sunday, right? Yes, ma'am. So this one that we just recorded is for next Sunday. Correct. We're recording now is for the next Sunday. Correct. So we just need a Felix. Correct. We're doing pretty good. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a broken Correct. <laughs> Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.